fight. Three, two, one. Welcome to Arcade Attack. <laughs> A retro gaming podcast for up to four players. Sonic Boom! Phoenix Sonic! Oh, you can! Welcome, listeners and viewers, to another Arcade Attack podcast. Yeah. I'm Dylan. This is Adrian. Welcome. Um, but yeah, this is we're on Streamyard, mate, together in my house. <laughs> what is going on? Yeah, What's it's mad, isn't it? It is quite. It is quite mad. What, what, what have you been up to today? Uh, not much. I'm looking for. Yeah. I'm looking for um, James and Keith. I can't see them anywhere. No, they didn't want to come today, did they? <laughs> um, I've been doing a lot of reading today. Ah, yeah. I've been having a read of this. <laughs> this bad boy. I've been doing reading as well, actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, we're reading all these Sega Mania things. Oh, that's so good. This one's coming 1993. This is number four coming 1993. Very good magazine. Um, magazines, they've been having a bit of a revival lately. Yeah, actually, they? yeah. So you've got these guys. You've got Sega Powered. You've got Amiga Addict and everyone else. Um, it'd be quite cool to actually chat to the Sega Mania guys, wouldn't it? 100%. I think that'd be quite nice, really. Maybe just to get them around the table or something. They will give them a phone call. What do you reckon? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm just going to get them a phone then. Is uh oh Tim? Hello, yeah, yes, good guys. Tim from Sega Mania. He's just randomly there. <laughs> and who, 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 who's, I've got Rob. I've got Rob as well. Hello, there's Rob. And do you know what? Let's make it a four. <laughs> I got David as well. Hello, how's it going, boys? Welcome to Arcade Attack. How are you all doing today? Yeah, good. Never been better. Delighted to be here. <laughs> so. As our listeners and viewers might might have gathered, this is a wonderful magazine. These are the guys who bring you it, and this is why we're on the show. Um, so I guess the first question is for Tim, really. Tim, editor, supremo, if you will. <laughs> yeah. How did the magazine start, and why is it? When why did it start? Uh, it was it was about a year. Actually, it was uh, uh, the year. Of the year anniversary of when we first actually started the magazine passed a couple of weeks ago. It was March 20... What year are we on? It's 2022, isn't it? Yeah. yeah it was March, yeah. It was March, March 2021. Um, I'd been sitting on quite a few ideas for a while, maybe like a book or something something to do with gaming. I kind of wanted to... The, really, the original idea was to write like a, like almost like a biography about like my life with gaming, like from the like the age of like four when I first got my Spectrum. Nice. And then, like, and just go through my life bit at a time, uh, sort of talking about each year in gaming from my perspective. And I kind of started it, and I had I'd been working on it for a couple of years on and off. But I kind of had a thought: it was like one, like I'm a nobody. Who's going to care about my <laughs> life in gaming? Like, what's that got to do with anything? And also, it, I find it really difficult to do something without any kind of like feedback. So in the past, I'd done things like blogs and apps and websites and stuff and the great thing about that is you put content out and very quickly you can get something back with a comment or a share or a tweet or a like and i found a book without that sort of yeah sure i could pass it to my wife or a friend or something and you know they're going to go oh yeah that's brilliant all this sort of stuff but without that wider sort of public feedback i just couldn't really stick to it and so that kind of then just sort of morphed into well what about doing a magazine and my first love in gaming was sega and then I just kind of thought, well, I'll just take the same concept of kind of like uh, one year at a time and put it into a magazine. So I looked into, uh, you know, I've never done anything like this before. So I looked into how like you make a magazine by watching YouTube tutorials on how to use Affinity Publisher and, um, you know, what the printing costs would be. Uh, and, and and then I contacted uh, Sam, who's a friend of mine, who's uh, not here today with us. And then um you know, Simon was recommended as uh, through a mutual friend and they, they sort of chipped in to help. And, you know, we didn't kickstart it. We didn't fundraise. I just had a little bit of money set aside and I just thought, let's go for it and see what happens. And then in July 2021, bang, Sega Mania was born and here we are. So you're completely self-taught. You've got no sort of previous experience um, in publishing because this, uh, this is a very this is a very professional magazine. Oh, thank you. you know, we are we are really enjoying, like, obviously, the... I mean, know, 
a couple uh, about 10 years ago i worked for a local magazine in the area but i wasn't involved in any of the design or anything like that i i would occasionally have to plan the magazine so i'd have a rough idea of i slowly learn how to lay things out in a, to a certain extent but i never got involved with any software or tools or drawing or graphic design or anything that i was just told to click that to put this here um so that yeah i i can't lie and say i've had no involvement with magazines but yeah this is all completely new i just just learn by doing really and you can see that in our earlier issues that i wasn't quite up to speed with how to do things some things are a little bit ropey some of the fonts are you know when you design a magazine page on a on a desktop computer it's really hard to visualize how it's going to look when it's printed although somebody did point out to me that like a little while later why did you just print a page out on your printer and have a look and i thought oh yeah that's really <laughs> obvious. i never thought about that um but you know uh you don't really have any idea how it works so you know there's a lot of the tools that you know these i'm sure you've used photoshop or something before there's loads of things you can play with and a lot of them i found very intimidating didn't know how to use so the first couple of issues are a bit ropey i hadn't quite found my feet but i think uh issue three and four and especially issue five which is coming out soon um you know we've really dialed it up and i've taken a lot of time and care into trying to get my head around how to lay things out correctly and make them read a lot better and and stuff like that so yeah it has all been self-taught just 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 see what happens really and well, we've had such we've had such great response from the fans and people love it and they've been buying it and it's it's kept it going it's fantastic i mean a lot of people buy the magazine now don't they you've got um how many how many are you shipping out to the next i will not tell you that number but it is <laughs> it is enough to keep um the magazine going and you know we're always looking for more but it's uh it it, it yeah it does well pleased to hear it please hear it so the other two david and rob i was we'll start with rob how did you get started on sega mania then and what 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 sort of what what do you bring to the to the mag so I saw an advert, I think it was on Twitter, somebody like I, somebody on my timeline must have liked it or retweeted something that it came out from Sega Mania. And back in the 90s, um, video games mags, I, I couldn't wait to get a, 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 the next issue with Me Machine Sega and computer and video games were the ones that I used to, well, my go-tos. So when I saw there was a physical 90s Sega magazine back, I couldn't wait. I bought the first issue as a customer and then in the back of the magazine there was a page saying help wanted um, and one of the things that I was asking for was people who were willing to write for the magazine and I've had a number of books published, nothing to do with video games mm. we, we could spend all day talking about this but I started off writing about um, ghosts oh, wow. um, but also I've like, written stuff for the local newspaper and I've had do you remember Front Magazine which was a bit of a rival for FHM Back in the oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 we do. I wrote um, I wrote a, like a five-page article for that magazine um, once um, nice. years ago. About uh, it was over a decade ago now. So I, I got in touch, and Tim replied, and uh, we had a little bit of a chat. And I said I'd I'd write a review or two and and see how the see if they worked and if it was the kind of thing that they were looking for. And that was when issue that was just before issue two was going out. Um, and I wrote a few reviews for issue two. And then I've been part of the, the gang ever since. I was the, the fourth person on board. Nice. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've, uh, I've, I've enjoyed every minute of it. Getting to know the guys has, has been brilliant. And um, seeing, each, seeing the magazine grow with each issue and seeing the quality of what goes out get better and better. And I think the good thing that I've noticed since I came on board is that we've had, well, um, Alex and, and Steve joined the team and now David have joined the team. And I think with the quality of writing that these guys put out, it really makes you think about up in your game, which is why I'm, I, I, I can see such an improvement issue on issue compared to, to how things were at the, in those early days. Amazing. Um, David, and then um, Rob just mentioned you were maybe the last one in the door here. Um, yeah. I've, but, um, but yeah, how did you get involved with the... I was, a, I was actually enjoying listening to Rob and Tim talk about what it was and how, how the magazine came about and how they got involved because you're right, I'm absolutely brown spanking you in the door. I won't be in any of the magazines that you've looked at. No, I've um, been looking for your name. Yeah. It's just yeah. not it. I'm, I'm absolutely brand new. But yeah, I I, I kind of came on board through... So like when I was at university, I studied journalism and we were told as, as practice for writing and things to go away and write a blog and... Alex, who's also part of the magazine team, 
we decided, well, we've both got a common interest in video games. Why do we not write a blog about video games and do a podcast and stuff like that? And mm-hmm. we kind of it kind of grew arms and legs for there, and we ended up doing quite well with that. And we never made any real money from it, but we got to go to industry events and stuff, and we got free video games and things like that. And when you're two young students just writing about the thing you like, that is the you've you've hit the holy land so it's just sort of we just kind of kept that going and we've sort of podcasted over the years and and sort of formed our entire friendship around video games and covering them so alex like rob i think had got in touch with the magazine yeah and then i i was writing for another website at the time and i was i was complaining to alex about how they were they were letting me down in terms of missing deadlines that they had set me and i was meeting and things like that and, and alex was like well if you're getting annoyed with that, why do I not have a word with Tim and see if there's a spot because he's looking for blog work? So I was like, yeah, absolutely, that would be that would be fantastic. Um, and then it just sort of grew arms and legs from there. I think I think my timing was just very lucky, and that I, I I appeared on the horizon at the same time that the the latest issue was wrapping up and getting ready to be shipped. So everybody was a bit tired and exhausted. So I was an extra pair of hands that could help out. So my luck, their their exhaustion is my gain, I guess. So. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't. I was. I wasn't thinking straight, and it's now. Now that now that I've opened up, it's a, it's a huge mistake. Um. What, what was the podcast you used to work on, David? So we still do it. Actually, um, it was called "A Winner Is You," based on like an old NES wrestling game. Um, we were just entertained by the bad, the bad translation. It, it's 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 a it's a book club podcast. So we play oh, video nice. games for for a month and then or however long it takes us to get through and then discuss discuss the games a little bit like yourself actually i was listening to your gears of war one today and your fable one while i was out with the dog um oh, nice. so maybe we can, we can get some pointers from you because i've very much enjoyed them oh thank you thank you, thank you. yeah james did a good job with those yeah. i can't yeah. can't say i contributed much those. <laughs> but yeah he did a good one um so sega mania and tim alluded to, to it before you take a year at a time, which I, I really like, because every, every magazine has has a certain concept, or a, you know, obviously this is all about Sega in the years. Um, how do you guys? I guess, I guess it's mostly to Tim, but how do you guys kind of decide what makes the final year? Because mm. you know, this one has got obviously a lot of Sonic Two stuff, because Sonic Two was released on late late ninety two, so it takes on into there, and you've got Street of Rage Two in there. There's more combat, loads of stuff in there. What actually? How do you actually decide what makes the final cut and who does you with, know and who does what? With great difficulty, and things have changed a little bit. So the first couple of issue issues, I I I've always been responsible for doing like the main plan because I'm the guy who's got to put them on the pages, and I need to kind of be like right at the start. I've got this many pages. This is what can go where. This is kind of what should be a double page spread. This is what should be a single page. And it's all very loose and. Uh, we do play around with it as time goes on because sometimes a guy, one of the guys will come to me and say, actually, I've got this amazing interview. It's going to be like 1,200 words. And I'm like, yeah, fine. Like, decap attack, that can get in the bin. Let's just go mad with this. You know, mm-hmm. things like that. But to begin with, it was just a case of I would go on Wikipedia or Sega Retro or anywhere I could find just to get a list of dates, stick them all into the program we use for planning. I would just sort of look over it and go... Uh, it was it was it wasn't great to be honest because I would kind of react based on what I knew, or what I knew other people would know. So a lot of this obscure stuff kind of got dropped, and I yeah. we did that for about you know three issues or so. But issue four, we started you know I started getting everyone else involved a bit more, and we started thinking it a little bit about it a little bit more carefully. What we've come well the problem we've come across recently is as we start to move into ninety four and ninety five, the number of games that's ever started to come out on like things like the mega drive uh there's so many of them uh yeah. so as as of issue five which is 1994 we're actually going to start breaking the magazine into parts so oh, okay. issue five is 99 <clears throat> 1994 part one uh and then issue six will be 1994 part two and then you know it may go on to be a part three for 1994 depending on how this issue goes and then Eventually, we'll then hit issue seven or eight, which will start off night night five. We're going to do it that way, just to give every give it a bit more breathing room, give us yeah. a chance to cover a, a lot more games. Because understandably, people do get in contact and they say, like, you know, night night three, this game came out. How can you not cover that? And the, the the reality is, we do just we can't put everything in there. It's just not possible. But yeah, so to begin with, it was just stupid me just going. I like that game. I don't like that game. So that one's going in. That one's staying out. <laughs> but now it's uh, yeah. We you all had to choose kinda, that approach, didn't you? Yeah, really? we we all kind of chip in and um and uh, you know put our cases forward for certain games. And now there's 
seven of us. There's a really, is it seven or six? I've lost count. Um, seven. Seven. Thank you, Rob. Now there's seven of Sorry. us. It's great because, you know, we've got such a broad range of interests, you know, like uh, David's really into like, uh, got a little bit more interest in sports games than I do. So he can say, well, I, I'm quite happy to cover this. And this, whereas I would have previously looked at, you know, like a golf or a rugby game and just would have not even considered putting it in the magazine. So yeah, that's how that's how it, it is working at the moment. And it may change again. We are, we're an organic magazine. Everything's always changing. But we're always fo- always following that timeline, always. It'll always be moving from one year to the next as we, as we go that's through nice. the issues. I mean, the other two, um, David and Rob, do you have any, like, preferred genres? I mean, Tim mentioned that you don't like sports games. <laughs> but um, do you guys prefer covering? Is there any certain type of genre you guys prefer covering I'll, I'll go first so for me back when i had a mega drive in the, the 90s platformers were i mean almost every game that came out was a platformer but platformers were really something that i was heavily into and i think that started to change when fifa came out mm. um, and i remember my brother and, and i spending countless hours playing fifa so i have picked up a few sports games like in the most recent issue i've reviewed um PGA European to a golf and um, yeah, things like that. Really. I, I think, um, yeah, mostly when I, back in those days, it was side scrolling, beat em ups, and platformers. They were the things yeah. that I would gravitate towards. I mean, my game and um, tastes have changed hugely since then, but covering the, the games in the mags, they're the ones that I want to get. Generally, I don't end up with absolute garbage to review, but um, sometimes <laughs> they can be quite fun to review as well. Well, this is the thing. You don't want to be just reviewing yeah, the good best, games all yeah. the time. Yeah. Yeah. And that, yeah, and I mean, that's the thing. We had a we had a call last week where we started looking at issue six, and we essentially took turns picking what games we were going to cover to make sure that it was all spread out nice and evenly. So I made sure that I got my uh, me fair share of, of half-decent titles for the next issue. But it's interesting, though, from that meeting we had last week, is where, where I'm finding that a lot of uh, the guys... Uh, are starting to challenge themselves with games they wouldn't normally pick up. Yeah, and I'm not really sure what that is. Maybe you know we we talked about how reviewing a game you like is actually really difficult. Reviewing a game you hate is really easy because you just you just slate it endlessly. Yeah. As long as you know um, reviewing one that's in the middle, that's where the challenge comes from. So there's a lot of people, there's a lot of guys who work on the magazine now are looking at a game. They don't really know a great deal about that, or that's not really my cup of tea. And we're finding that they're going for those ones because it it gives them a chance to sort of stretch themselves out when it comes to, to writing and spread their wings a bit. Are you not yeah. tempted to, sorry Tim, are you not tempted to give the boys a bit of a mystery bag? Nah. So you just go, you know, uh, you hate this. Seeing, <laughs> as, seeing, seeing as nobody gets paid working on this magazine, I don't push it too, too hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you do it for the love and I love that. Yeah, I've, I've, got, I've got a question Tim because you kind of sort of answered it earlier but obviously Sega you're doing like one year at a time, but you're going to break up a little bit. There's going to be an end point, isn't it? There's going to be an end point where we get to, I don't know, mid two thousands, maybe when Sega is still around. That's the Dreamcast. Yeah. Yeah. Have you thought about that kind of last year in the back of your mind or. Yeah. I mean, I think it's because we're now going to start splitting the magazine. It's, that's going to be quite a while away. I mean, we, we, we release an issue every two months. So, you know, it's, you know, four to six issues per year. And I, you know, the 1994 is split into two parts. I would imagine it's moving 95. Oh, it's going to break into three and four. So it's going to go for, you know, quite a considerable distance. But it is a good question. What do we do when we get to that point? And um, we we've had a few discussions, but we're not going to. I always kind of dodge this question because um, whatever we come up with is, is going to upset some people. But we've got some ideas. Uh, it's probably going to maybe be things like specials or going back to certain genres mm-hmm. or uh, maybe like focusing purely on Japanese imports or something, but yeah. we might then in, we might inject that in between certain years as a sort of kind of yeah. break from the regular format that pushes the length out. Uh, so to answer your question, we've not really thought about it all that much, but it, it, it's kind of a bit like death. It's so long away. You don't tend not to think about it, but <laughs> you know, it's kind of, that's kind of the, the approach we're taking at the moment is we'll worry about that when we get there. But I mean, what we, make- what we, yeah. What we can say, there's plenty of life left in Sega Mania yet. Nintendo oh. Mania? Just saying. <laughs> uh, Ninty Fresh is is a great one for that, actually. Ninty Fresh do an X. I'm not sure if you've heard of that, but they, Ninty they do Fresh, an, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they do an independent one, and those guys are great for that, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. No thanks on the Nintendo. You can keep that. <laughs> but 
<laughs> okay, so so why Sega then, Tim? Mm. So this is so we love Sega. Yeah, yeah. You know, my my first my first console was a Master System. You had a Master System early days as well. I did. Yeah, I did you know what 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 makes Sega so special? I think it, they were they were the apple of the gaming industry. They they took risks. They did crazy things that you know, and then they pioneered a lot of stuff that you know they they threw themselves on the fire so that others could walk over them in in relative safety. Things like the thirty two X and the the Sega X. Sorry, I've got a horrible habit of saying the American versions. Really shouldn't. Um, the Mega CD. Um, you know all the various sort of. Uh, combinations of hardware they did they went uh, they went into the adult they went for the adult market a lot sooner than sony did everybody praises sony for oh you know they got wipeout in in nightclubs and stuff and they really sort of took gaming into sega were way ahead on things like that they were printing adverts and if you look some of them up you know they wouldn't get printed today um you know and, yeah. and they they yeah they just took a lot of risks and they were really they really spoke to me as a kid you know i came across them when i was moving from child into sort of teenage years um and i kind of feel sorry for them i almost feel like they're kind of being forgotten a little bit they're not one of the big players anymore but they were seriously seriously big at the time and i've got a young daughter and i would hate her to think that you know if she gets into gaming i would hate the fact that if she thought sony nintendo and microsoft were the only three that ever really pushed this medium sega were there at the beginning and it is unfortunate that they didn't last and Sega Mania is sort of a celebration of that, keeping it in people's minds. Good. Yeah, I like that. Um, David, would you agree with that? Is that what yeah, yeah. kind of draws you to, to writing about Sega stuff? I, I, think, I think for the most part, yeah. I, in fact, all of that I would agree with. Um, my, my one is is I, I, I had my first console or first video game memories with a Sega Master System as well. Hmm. Um, I was playing a game called, I don't know if you've heard of it, Game Ground. Yeah, game Ground. James. Yeah. Oh, James loves that game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, that was my first memory. It was, it was one my dad bought, and then quickly lost interest in it. And then I was like, "Well, I'm not losing interest in this. This is this is what I like. This is like my life passion, really, so to speak." And yeah. when I think back about, I've I've got I've had a lot of interest over the years. And when I think back about the different things that have that have happened to me, or like you know, like good and bad things, or life changes that you've gone through, and like even developing relationships and things like that with friends, like. A lot of it has revolved around video games over the years, and it's the one thing that I've sort of kept and held an interest in over the years. And, and when I look back on it, Sega was sort of the starting point of that. So I think, regardless of what they became and regardless of what happened to them, I think they, for me, they'll always be a special company because they're what kickstarted my my passion in video games. And like Rob says with this magazine, I think the games industry at large, especially sega during this time is is it's one it's bad it's sort of documenting itself and it's also bad at celebrating itself especially sega being i would say is, is uniquely bad at celebrating itself and this is an opportunity to sort of do it on sega's behalf and give yeah. them a look you have these amazing titles you have them these amazing games yeah and hopefully allowing people that have that same passion for sega to enjoy it but also maybe scoop someone up along the way and introduce them to a, a set of games that maybe they weren't they didn't they weren't aware existed and that just because a game's old like we're doing mega drive at the moment doesn't mean they're bad and hopefully open people up to things that they maybe never considered or didn't see and just sort of give them a new insight into this hobby that we all share and love really i guess i think i think mega drive stuff is timeless i think mm -hmm. these games are so accessible i think you know you're your young kids. Yeah, we played like that was a gateway, isn't it? Yeah. That was their sort of gateway into stuff. And I was um, talking about this the other day with a friend about sort of the transition between like 2D games to early 3D games to what we have just now. And I just think it's a, it's an interesting thought that like games that are what they always meant to be, i.e., they started from a, with a clear focus of what they wanted to be, have aged so much better than games that are just looking to be the best looking, most shiny thing. Because what was when like what was supposed to be on like the Xbox 360 era was meant to be the most realistic, shiny looking game. They look bad now. Whereas a lot of these Sega, a lot of these uh, like Disney games, some of them are brutally difficult as I'm finding out at the <laughs> moment. But like these Disney games like still it. look fantastic today, and that's regardless of what how much power the consoles that they're they're running on is. They just look good and sound good, mm -hmm. and some of them play well. That's it. Um, Rob, 
what do you think about Sega? What 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 draws you to Sega? It's pure nostalgia. It was my childhood growing up, you know, and I think now I've got an excuse to revisit all of the games that I loved as a kid, as well as try going back to well going giving games a try that I've never played before. Um, like I've been I've like a bit of a spoiler. This is a bit of a, a sneak peek at what's going to be an issue six. But I've picked up a game that I've never heard of before called SS Lucifer Man Overboard. Don't know anything about it. Not a clue what it is. Like but I'll give it give it a go and see what it's like. You know. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I've played. I've I, I got the. I was lucky enough to review Sonic Two um, when we did nineteen ninety two, which was issue three. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love that game. I love that game so much. You know, I mean, now, if I was to... And the, the question I ask myself is, if I'd never played it, would I feel the same way about it as what I do when I play it now? And the answer's no. Mm. Mm. You know, I mean, I know Streets of Rage 2 is a better game than Streets of Rage 1, but I never owned Streets of Rage 2 as a kid, so I'll always prefer Streets of Rage 1. Nostalgia, yeah. Um, and that, that's it, pure nostalgia. It's, a, it's an excuse to go back and play these games and then write about them. So, Does that impact your reviews, or do you, are you quite honest with that, saying this is what I loved as a kid, or do you try and have that very kind of almost professional way of doing things? Or? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, because I've said, I've said a few times, I think it will be quite an interesting experiment to have two people write a review of a game, one person who did play it back in the day and one person who didn't. Um, because, I'm, I mean, if I'm completely honest. If, I've, if it's a game that I've never played, I'll always say, look, I've never played this game before, but this is what I think of it. And I guarantee if somebody was to, to come in from a different angle, they probably had it, and they had played it in back in the day, they'd say it differently to me, yeah. you know? And it might even be that they hated it because of something that it reminds them of or something like that as part of the childhood, um, whereas I might think it's a good game. So I think I think it's really, really interesting, The uh, just what a difference nostalgia can make. It's hard to be objective, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it really is. It's a it's a dilemma we 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 are constantly wrestling with. Um, the, the magazine's kind of split in its uh, the the way the work the writers work. We're we're kind of split in our methods. Simon, for example, writes very um, professional, uh, structured um, reviews, sort of kind of focusing purely on on how the game plays, uh, you know, what it's about controls i mean they're excellently written whereas uh someone like rob and myself we kind of do go very much down the nostalgic group hmm. um where we will I, I often inject some of my childhood stories into the into the review to try and kind of give people a, a sense of where my mind is when i'm approaching the subject matter and yeah i end up with a, a kind of bias i'll often talk about a game that is absolutely terrible but say it's the best thing in the world but I know really that it's not. It's just, you know, I'm using rose-tinted spectacles and I'm thinking of how I experienced as a child. Now, the question is, is if someone then picks up that, picks up the magazine and reads it and goes, tries that game, is that necessarily fair? Because they can't relive what I lived through. So we're always kind of struggling of how best to to approach yeah. these sorts of things. But I think whichever review you read, hopefully you'll pick up that we're passionate about what we do and we take it incredibly serious and we always try to be as balanced as possible and if we can't be balanced because our love for that game is too strong then we'll be honest about that as well and we you know the review will will inform you of that that you know we're kind of drunk on nostalgia when we're writing it yeah an example i can think of oh sorry i was just going to say an example that i can think of of a a review that could have went one way or the other based on nostalgia was when i reviewed street fighter 2 Mm-hmm. Um, because I got that for Christmas 93, so it'll be in that issue that you've been been looking at there. And I, I mean, it was £60 back in the day, which is over £100 today. You know, it was ridiculously expensive. My parents bought it for us and bought me and my brother a six-button control pad. I'd spent four, five, six months before I got it for Christmas just looking at screenshots in magazines over yeah. and over and over again. Finally got the game on Christmas Day, opened the box, no cartridge in the box. They forgot to put the cartridge in the box. So if me me mum and I went to Virgin Megastore on the 27th of December, because the shops went open on Boxing Day back then, and it was very much in the hands of the guy behind the counter as to how that review would have went. Because if he'd (laughs) said, oh, no, no, clearly you've had this game, you're not getting away with that. I'd have hated this game. 
the bloke gave for the cartridge, so I, I absolutely loved it. Wow. Oh, he must have found a spare one. Well, that's lucky, isn't it? I think I think he it must have just been something that happened. He said, yeah. "Oh, yeah, that's no problem," and just popped it in. But I was fretting for it; completely ruined me Christmas. Oh, yeah. I still had Mortal yeah. Kombat to play, but it wasn't Street Fighter Two. Mm. So the interest that that, gave, that paints perfect example of what I was talking about, though, because I was eight when Street Fighter Two came out, and Rob's a hundred years older than me. So, <laughs> so, so um. So I never experienced it in the arcades. I didn't understand the hype around it. A friend of mine had special champion edition on cartridge maybe like a year or two later. So today, completely understand the the importance of Street Fighter 2, but I'm a bit kind of like, take it or leave it, really. And if I was to put that in a review, that would shock some people. You know, some people would never want to speak to me again. How do you block Tim? How do I block It's a great, it's a great game, but it's not. Again, it, it, I'm kind of like it, it wasn't part of my growing up, so I'm kind of. I don't have that attachment to it. But objectively, I can see it's brilliant. But this is the, the kind of the point I was trying to make: is in constantly have this struggle with the magazine of how exactly we approach these these titles. Hmm. Absolutely. Well, that's, that brings me on nicely then uh, to my next question: favorite Sega games or favorite favorite Sega franchises? And we'll talk about the the maybe the disappointments. Um, we'll start with David. Hasn't talking for hasn't spoken for a while. Go on then, David. Your favorite your favorite Sega games. So when I was when I was younger, um, the Disney games used to really speak to me. So like the platformers. So like I really loved the Aladdin game. So good, um, yeah. I thought I loved the Lion King game until today. So hard until today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and maybe I don't anymore. Um, the other, the other one, sort of, as I got older, is, is I, I think Sega, and I actually spoke about this today in a blog I wrote. Um, I think Sega is uniquely positioned in that they have made the best kart racer that nobody talks about. So I think Sega All Stars Racing Transformed is an absolutely fantastic kart racer. Oh yeah, game. my word. Yeah, that people don't yeah. talk about, and yeah. I think it's because of, it's Mario Kart's fault, obviously. But yeah, it's, I, I think, um, yeah, I think I think that's maybe one of my favorites. If I'm if I'm talking about Sega games, then there's the it obvious is. ones like Crazy game. Taxi. But like the one I do keep coming back to year after year after year is Sega All Stars Racing Transform, which is yeah. I don't know, I don't know if that's a cop out answer or not, but it's it's one I've, no, I've played since it came out to today, and it's yeah. just a shame that the 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 sequel, what was it called? Tag team, oh, I can't remember what it was called, but you basically had to race with a team member. Um, it's just a shame that one was so bad because it sort of just leaves a bit of a stain on the series. But yeah, Sega All Stars Racing Transformed, no problem. Nice, nice. Rob, so apart from Sonic 2 and Street Fighter 2, what else on the list? Mega Drive games, Revenge of Shinobi would be up there yeah. for me. That's that's a game that I come back to time and time and time again. Love it. Um, yeah. More modern games. Um, Sega games, Football Manager. Yes, I forgot about that. Playing it, playing it this afternoon. I shouldn't say that in case anybody, me boss, <laughs> happens to listen. But yeah, playing it this afternoon. Um, and if I was able to cheat and pick an Atlas game, which is a kind of part of Sega, I would say yeah. Persona Five is okay. one of the greatest games I've played in my entire life. Nice, nice roundup. Um, Football Manager. About ten years ago, I used to I used to lose days of my week to that. <laughs> exactly. I was so addicted to it. Yeah. I think it was two two thousand and seven, two thousand and eight. Oh, they were just like the, the sweet spot for. Everyone's got a Football Manager sweet spot. I think that I is thought... mine. That's definitely yeah. mine. Yeah, it's the I only thing I buy on Steam every year. <laughs> you go new every year, do you, Rob? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I buy the new one every year. I think I st- I still play twenty fourteen. And I have well, so I have done for the last six years. I still play it. <laughs> just keep on going. Just keep on yeah. rolling, and just see, just see where Ronaldo ends up. But he's like 40, <laughs> forty-five, and you still can't him out. Um, yeah, no. Tim just, hates football. Just a heads up. That's probably why he's on mute. <laughs> Seething. Just, just a little bit. Yeah. Like, I might make. We should make magazine manager. If you really want to know what stress in the big leagues is, try magazine manager. Oh, um, okay, you know. For me, say my Sega franchise has got to be Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, yeah. That was my gateway drug. I mean, I, interestingly, what got me into Sega wasn't necessarily the games. It was Sonic the Comic. So the UK yeah, yeah, yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog comic. I picked that up at random as a as a child from issue one. Uh, just and that got me completely hooked. And so I've always 
had a massive love for Sonic the Hedgehog up until a very specific point, and that's basically as soon as Sonic Adventure 2 came out, my interest just dropped off, and I've never really come back to it because I'm more of a purist. I like the old style where there's only three characters and no more. Um, all the extras is just not for me. Um, modern stuff, though, I kind of kind of feel ashamed to say this, but I don't really think I've dabbled in any of the modern Sega franchises that you know none none immediately spring to mind. Um, no Yakuza, no. No, not not really. Um, no, I think I'm going to have to disappoint you there and say sort of in the last sort of five, six years. Because Sega are still around, aren't they? I mean, we talk about, obviously, a, a lot of us retro gamers talk about them in, in past yeah. times, but they, they, Sega in Japan were always pushing, I think, for, for them to be a software company, and that's what they yeah. are now. They just don't it's kind of one of those software. scenarios whereby I might pick up, a, pick up a title, boot it up on my PS5 or whatever, and if I see the Sega logo, I'm actually quite surprised. Because I don't go searching for them anymore, because they they're kind of I was going to say dead to me. That's not really the, the way to say that. But it's, it's for, oblivious. In my, yeah, oblivious in, in, in my mind, in my mind, that the real Sega is kind of gone, um, and so I'm not. I don't, I've never really followed them through beyond beyond what we now call the retro years, as it were. It's like a, yeah. like Atari, basically, isn't it? Like they're, Atari, they're there, yeah. but they're not there. Yeah, exactly. But don't get me wrong, I'm aware that there's some really good franchises like Yakuza and stuff. I've just I've just never tried them. And Football Manager, no, you'd never, ever find me playing that. I mean, if, if anyone from Sega is watching this, I would still love a job with you guys. I'm just saying that. Don't, don't listen to Tim. I'll, 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 I'll have we do get some Sega staff who buy the magazine, so uh, yeah, you're oh. in luck. Yeah. Oh, nice. There you go. Um, but yeah, so favorite Sega consoles then? I mean, I can, I think I know where this is going to go, but it will start with David again. So, fa- favorite Sega console? Actually, in your opinion, what's the best Sega console? The best one? I, I think the one that's probably got the most games on it for me is got to be the Mega Drive. Um, but in terms of in terms of the best Sega console, I mean, it's such a cop out answer, but I do think the Dream the Dreamcast is phenomenal machine that it was an amazing machine yeah yeah. we're gonna we're gonna do a lot more dreamcast stuff because adrian was the only one who had one yeah (laughs) and we laughed at him you did we laughed at him. oh it's the butt of the joke wasn't i and i was like now (laughs) who's laughing now yeah we're not we're not we're not laughing yeah (laughs) yeah i just love it like like the vmu yeah exactly and i think the the vmu would i guess it was a glorified it was a glorified memory card, wasn't it? With a, yeah, an LCD yeah, but I just think the idea that that has it, that the idea that there's some sort of extension to your game that you can mm-hmm. take on the go with you and and earn I don't know different things so that you can, when you come back you're in a better place than it's when you're off. Yeah, yeah, it's a great idea. Games. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's something that sort of the game industry is sort of tangentially built on over the years, and with the things like the Switch or even like the growth in mobile games and. Things like that, I, I, yeah. I remember the period was it, it was like the early 2010s where every game had to have an app. Like that to me is the natural extension of the VMU. Everybody's got a phone in their it? pocket. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That I, I just love that thing, even if it just wasn't quite. It, it, yeah, it wasn't quite as good as it sounded. I think in reality. I think he's, I think I think you might be right with that. Rob, would you would you agree with that? Best best and favorite Sega same, same console. He's on mute. Yeah. Rob, oh, you're Rob. on mute, mate. <laughs> we can't hear you, Rob. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, I did own a Dreamcast after the fact, so I had one after it had died off. I got one on eBay for about 25 quid or something like that. Nice. And it was um it was it was a really, really um it was a, it was an incredible piece of hardware, but I'm gonna go obvious and say the Mega Drive. I mean I did own a Mega C D as well when I was a kid, so the two of those combined which allowed us to play Final Fight at home, which was my go-to arcade And when I was out and about with pockets full of 10 pences. Um, but yeah, the Mega Drive's always going to be my go-to answer if anybody asks what my favourite Sega console is. Nice. Yeah, very good, very good. And then Tim? Oh, it's a hard one. It changes every day of the week. <laughs> I've got I've got my Saturn, and you can't see it's too my Saturn and my Mega Drive and Mega CD sat behind me. And... Um, and my Dreamcast is downstairs in another room. And it really, I, I, honestly, you could ask me this tomorrow and my answer would be different. But if you really had to put me on the spot today, it probably is Dreamcast. Just because of one particular moment uh, 
when I was, uh, well, when I first got my, I was like year 2000, 2001, something like that. And um, my parents couldn't afford to have a phone line. So we didn't have a phone in the house. We would use a phone box. So I couldn't access the online stuff. I took it to my mate Dan's house. And uh, we put it up in his bedroom, waited until his parents went out for the day shopping. And then I got a really, really long, like 50 meter phone extension cord, ran it all the way down his stairs, round the living room, through the dining room and into the phone socket and booted up Fantasy Star Online uh, version oh, two. Fantasy Star Online. And it's still going, isn't it? I think. <laughs> yeah. I think it is. Yeah. And, and just being able to, and I understand PC gaming had an online component for many, many years beforehand, like decades beforehand, but just sitting there moving my character around and communicating with people on the other side of the world via like the the rudimentary chat system they had just absolutely mind-blowing i'll never forget that and so although yes the mega drive was a huge part of my life growing up that particular moment just cements that console as just a truly historic one and as david said you know some really amazing um breakout features that again it's what i said before they 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 set the set the the path and and maybe we're a little bit too early and then others followed on from them. And um, I've, I've yeah. got to ask Tim and the crew, you've got a big list of good consoles here, including the mega CD, but no 32 X. Where is uh, the 32 X? Is that going to be covered? Uh, yes, it will. So that is 95 in the UK. Cause yeah, that's a thing that, um, uh, later, yeah, right, yeah we all, we all stick to the UK dates. So I oh, think, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, yes, I think, yes. I think nice. in, um, issue seven is when we will start to step into the 32x area i think we're going to do something special for that one ah nice Good stuff yeah I'm looking forward to it we do like it you're you're one of the few people who, who, who aren't, <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll defend the 32x yeah i love it I think it's a great console yeah. it is it is great i mean for me i love the master system of my first ever console mega drive arguably the goat arguably but the, i love the mega cd i love my mega cd peripheral and we talk about. I'm going to bring it back. A bit, a bit, a bit, a bit of an inside, <laughs> a bit of an inside uh, thing for our for our regulars. But yeah, I'm going to bring that back. Mega CD Mega versus Jag CD. Mega CD. Oh, that'd be a good one if you can get the Jag CD to work. That is. <laughs> I, did, I used to. I used to own one, but I had to sell it recently. Sadly, it but... wasn't even serviced, was it? Yeah, I still managed to get it. Yeah, it was working fine. But oh, wow, that, that's where, that's yeah. where. The thing is, no, nobody in this chat has mentioned the Saturn. The poor old Saturn. <laughs> that's the thing. This was such an excellent console. Stealing my script. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, because, sorry. Because Keith is Keith is one of our crew, and he would not forgive us. Like he would not it. forgive us if we didn't mention the Saturn or or the question: Is there any love for the Saturn in the room? Hands yeah. up! Any is there any love for the Saturn in the room? We got got one hand. This is what happens. <laughs> this is what happens. Because yeah. again, we laughed at Keith. We did. <laughs> It's, Why isn't that a PlayStation? We Why isn't that a PlayStation? Why haven't you got yeah, PlayStation? It's that, that's the that's the thing, isn't it? That that was the dark times. That was that was the time where it, it just got sidelined. And you know, I had a I had my Mega Drive and was desperately after a Saturn. And then I think we had like a charity day at school. Do you remember charity days? You'd bring a quid and they would let you wear your own clothes and oh yeah, you know all this sort of stuff. And some some kid brought in um, his PlayStation. And set it up and was charging people fifty p a go to play nice. it in the science room or something, and yeah, I was I was sold. I didn't even think of the Saturn after that. It was really sad, and I think a lot of people yeah. went that direction. It's an excellent, absolutely excellent machine, and um, it's only sort of in the last couple of years that I, through the means of acquiring games in ways that are completely illegal, because I've got the original somewhere. Um, uh, um, so guilty. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm really going through its back catalog. I'm exploring a lot of Japanese imports, um, a lot of games that can be played with a RAM card and stuff. It's, it's just, it's a fantastic machine. It really is fantastic. Of, we, we have mithered the point quite a lot. Like, should those titles have come to our shores? Because there's so many good 2D Japanese games on the Saturn, but they were. It seemed like they were sidetracked and just wanted to go toe to toe as a 3D machine with the PlayStation. With the, I don't think it would have made a difference if they had. Mm. I just think I just think it was that period where Polygon was king. Unfortunately, even though you look back now and kind of think, oh, those Polygon games weren't that. Like I, I really loved Siphon Filter for the PlayStation. Oh, I absolutely yeah. loved Siphon Filter. I tried to play it the other day, and I was like, oh, my eyes, I can't see. <laughs> it's really blocky. I, I think I think I'm bleeding. Please, you know, it was it's bad, but we loved it, and uh, everyone else did. Unfortunately, at the time, and I don't think I don't think bringing over something like Marvel versus Capcom. 
or anything like that, or, or X Men versus Street Fighter, I don't think it would have made a difference. Yeah, yeah. That, well, that's that's just, my opinion, just my just my opinion. It's something that's lost the time, mate. Really, isn't it? Yeah. You know this, but yeah, we love it. I, I have two of them, <laughs> so I've gone from having none and laughing at Keith in the nineties, and now I have two of them. So. Not enough, three really, but I get a third. Yeah, I get a third. I'm sure. Um, so I guess in a nutshell, the last question, well, second to last question, penultimate question, I want to ask you guys is why should people buy Sega Mania? I mean, it's a very good magazine, guys. I mean, guys are going to tell you how, how you're going to get your get yourself a copy. Yeah, the, love, the, the love comes through in the, in the console. It's, it it's, really it's, does. It's, it's raw. It's really entertaining. I think it's not just reviews. You've got interesting features. Uh, I like the cheating B word feature at the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah we've, dialed, we've dialed that down a bit now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're stuck in top tens, you know. It's, it's all, it's There's got, a few interviews as well. It's, 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 I, 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 is there any interviews in the future you hope to get? Well, this is it, guys. This is yeah. yeah this, is your this is this is your time to shine. Can they get you know, of, can they get hold of the original uh, magazines? Was it just the future ones? I'd love to know about that, it. That's a lot of questions. That's a lot of <laughs> yeah. questions we're throwing at you. But this is it. Say, give me your promo. Go. Please buy it, otherwise I'll cry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it, it's just if you want to celebrate Sega, and you know, you don't have. To, yeah, we do the whole like one year at a time, and it started back in 1990, but. Um, even if you never lived through that time, it's worth picking up just to find out something new. Um, uh, this is really difficult. You put us on the spot here. Sorry, really mate. Sorry. It. It's, um, like Dragon, it's like Dragon's Den. You go on, you've got two minutes to give your mission statement. We'll go to Rob. We'll go to Rob. What, what, what are your best Sega Mania moments, mate? We'll just let um, I, I, think, I think what is really good, and somebody <laughs> mentioned this when we were having a catch-up last week when we were going through what games are going to review in the new issue is, now I think our personalities really shine through in the reviews yeah. and in the features that we write to the point where I can read the magazine and tell who's written what before I see whose name's against it because like. the, the quality of writing has just got better issue on issue. And I mean, when I first came across it, my question to myself when I bought issue one was, what am I going to find in here that I can't just get on the internet? Which obviously mm-hmm. is why physical magazine, that, that, was, that caused physical magazines to die in the first place. Things like YouTube videos and, and articles, but I think I do think that what you get in there is um, our characters coming through. I mean, you asked if there's going to be any other uh, like any interviews. We've got a um, like Steve and our team got a brilliant interview with Greg Johnson, who was involved with nice. George Avenel. Yes, legend. that's that's, that's a, a, a that's a, a massive um, uh, part of what's going to be in the new issue, which. Tim's holding in his hand right there. <laughs> sort of that, the page. <laughs> that, that whole that whole interview is is brilliant. You know, it's um, there there's, there's, there. yeah, yeah. there's image, there's um, drawings and and photographs in there that you're not going to see anywhere else. You know, it's um, well, it's probably, really good. Yeah. And I think the magazine's improving. The magazine truly is improving issue on issue. Nice, nice. It, yeah, it, it, everyone's gaining a lot more confidence, and you can definitely see that. I mean, we recently. Um, decided to well i recently because i'm king I, I just decide these things um i recently decided to remaster issue one okay so, so now on our website you can pre-order a remastered version of issue one it's got a brand new cover and i've nice. just basically gone through it and tidied up it took what taken what i know now and mm. applying it backwards and i haven't stripped anything out or added anything new it still is as it was just just a bit cleaner and um and it's uh, it, it's it's amazing because when when I've been reading through it again, just to reflow some of the words, one the amount that we wrote in there wasn't huge. It was you know the reviews are quite small, but also you I can tell I can sense a nervousness in it in, in the writing, kind of like a, you know Simon who came on board for issue one didn't really know myself or Sam all that well, and you know as I've said you know we'd never done anything like this before, and you can kind of read that nervousness in it, but if yeah. you come into like issue three i'm not saying you know don't buy it it's probably it's still excellent what they've written um but uh you come into like issue three issue four and issue five yeah as rob says like the, the confidence is really there and yeah. and just like rob i can tell who's re- I, normally i have to i would in the olden days like six months ago which feels like forever ago i would flip through <laughs> the magazine trying to do the page numbers at the very end for the contents page i'd have to go into our planning system look down the list, find out whose name was against there, go back in, type, this was done by Rob, this was done by Steve. This, on, I, I swear, this time um, with issue five, I didn't have to look up any of it at all. I just knew. I could just read who it was. Yeah. And that's great because in the 90s, that was what gaming mags were. You know, um, 
people got fond of the the people writing in the, those magazines and they stuck around those magazines for years and uh hopefully uh you know people will will see us in the same way one day we don't want to be celebrities you don't want to be famous or anything silly like that but well know, just well <laughs> on, nice. rob, rob does, rob does. <laughs> Um, and also one last thing I'd, I'd say is the our covers like I don't know if you've seen our issue 5 cover the Streets of Rage cover no, incredible incredible Tim's, Tim's got it there yeah drawn for the magazine you know and issue, the issue 6 cover has just been unveiled today uh, which is a double nice. cover and again yeah. artwork done specifically for the magazine just incredible so every time I'm writing now yeah. I'm really conscious of what, what I write has to match up with what's on the outside, what's on the front. That is really nice. That is a nice memento yeah. and something nice for Sega fans, isn't it? Really? And that, that's something that's quite special about it as well, is, um, you know, all the, the, those covers and the people who've kind of got involved with this, a lot of them are professionals, but mm -hmm. they're, they're, you know, and they, they earn, God knows how much, do, you know, doing professional commissions, but they're coming to us as fans and Good. just saying, like, let us help, let us get involved. And, you know, it's not just the covers. It's also we've got, you know, occasional guest articles and stuff. And it's just a collaboration of people who live through the golden age of gaming who just want to get involved, have some fun, not take it too seriously. And, and I think that's really starting to show in the magazine, and it's well worth reading just because of that. I think I think it's going really well. Yeah. Obviously, like, all of us... I was impressed. I enjoyed reading the articles. Yeah. Um, how? What, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll put the links down here and obviously on the show notes for the podcast but um shout out what what's your um what's your website what's the website the social media stuff yeah i mean i can talk you through a little bit how like orders work and stuff if that would help your yeah your so, so our website's www.sega-mania.com uh that's where all of our when we are in some very small stores throughout the country but they're like tiny little places i don't think anyone would ever find them but it's all <laughs> online um, and the way it works is you can buy right now, you could go and you could buy issue two, three, four or five, and we will get them shipped out to you as fast as possible. Issue one, like I said, has gone through a remaster. Those have been printed. We're waiting for them to come in, but you would put an order in for those. You would be waiting a, a week two max before you get your hands on those. But anything that's in stock, you will get. I do it all by hand. As you can see, it's all behind me. In boxes. <laughs> yeah. have them shipped out. It takes me a long time, but sometimes there's a little bit of delay, but that's just because I have a real job on top of this and life gets in the way, but you know, uh, we're pretty good at communication. Anyone wants to email us saying like, where's my order or how do I do this? We'll get back to you like as quick as we can. Uh, and then we do subscriptions as well. So people can subscribe for three issues, three issues at a time. Um, we kind of keep the, the subscriptions kind of short because we only release a magazine like once every two months. So if someone was yeah. to order for like six issues, that's like two years you're committing to. It, <laughs> it, it, it's not as long as that, but it didn't kind of seem fair. You do them in short, shorter three-issue batches, but we let you know when the subscription's ended. And if you want, you can stack them. If you really want to subscribe for like 12 issues, you could just stack the subscriptions one on top of each other, and that's absolutely fine. Good. Just try to make it manageable. Uh, yeah, so you, could, you know, our website is the place to go, really, which is like sega-mania.com. Perfect. Love it. Love yeah. it. Um, gents, it's been a pleasure having you on. Our last question we say to all interviewees is Adrian. If you could share a few drinks of any video game character, can be Sega, can be can be non-Sega, who would you choose? And Ooh, are why? we having non-Sega? Uh, well, this is a Sega podcast. I think we should open it up. <laughs> yeah, let's open it up. <laughs> nice. nice. Um, we'll start with David because poor David's been in the corner for a while there. Go on, David. I, I don't know if you've had time to. Yeah, seconds we've given you. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you've opened it up because I, I, I think I would like to go for a drink with Arthur Morgan from Red Dead Two. Oh, yes. I think he'd be. Have I just rot, it's still in yours, Rob? Yeah, I've missed. That's been all right. I'll think of something else in the next thirty seconds. I'll fill while you have a think. I um, yeah, is that mission in Red Dead Two where you go to the bar with Lenny and all in my head forever? I've I've just got a. A, new, a, a young new dog called Henry, and we sort of call him Lenny Henry. And every time, <laughs> I, every time I hear is every time I hear someone call him Lenny, I just think of Arthur Morgan in the pub shouting Lenny. And I just, yeah, I just love that. I think he'd be fantastic for a night out. He would be. You might get into a few scrapes. Yeah, that's fine. Half the fun, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Rob, who would you choose? That was exactly my answer for the exact <laughs> same reason, the, the Lenny mission. But um, I'm going to say, sorry? 
I thought you that were wasn't, joking. I wasn't even kidding. No, that, that mission in uh, Red Dead 2, you know, the Lenny one, where everybody's drunk and then you've got to control them. <laughs> but he's really difficult to control because he's drunk. <laughs> Brilliant. That was the first thing that came into my head. But I will choose Boozer from Days Gone on PlayStation. Oh, good one. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, purely because it's, well, I mean, he's part of a biker gang and you just want a good night out, like drink. Well, yeah, yeah, and he's only got one arm now. So if if you start a fight with us, I might stand a chance of winning. Oh, there you go. So yeah. David and Rob just want someone to have a good night with. All right, yeah. fair enough. That's, yeah. that's good. Yeah. That's good. Uh, Tim, go on then. Mine would, so my character hasn't got a name. It's the uh, unnamed person in Portal. Because think oh, of how portal. much think of how much fun you could have with a portal gun with shots. <laughs> Sticking straws through portals to steal other people's yes. drinks. <laughs> yes. Oh, you could you could grab Rob and David's face. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. Exactly. Yeah, the portal gun would open up so many drinking opportunities and probably yeah. arrests. Um, that'd be that'd be good fun. I think those are original answers. I don't think anyone's I've never had that. Before, but yeah, you could you could imagine if you live next door to a pub, just or you know even miles away, just put your hand through, poison yeah. a beer. <laughs> I think that portal answers might be the best. So to and, ju- and just before hey. and just before you leave, fire it under the cash register, and you go have had free drinks all night. Oh my word! Oh my word! That's I mean, a it's theft. Game. But we just yeah, we possibly. usually get Lara Croft as the answer, don't we? Lara <laughs> Croft is easily the, <laughs> the most popular answer. Um, but original answers, I love it. Apart yeah. from the fact that Rob stole uh, David's answer, but yeah, but no, I love it. I love it, um, gents. It's been lovely having you on the show. Uh, Thanks, obviously, we, we we wish you all the best, um, but we'll, we'll we'll say goodbye one by one because this is how Streamyard works. So we'll say I don't know if you guys have any anything to say to our audience, but um, David, we're going to say goodbye to you, sir. Just thanks for having us. Great to be here. Pleasure, sir. Good all night. the best. Enjoy the rest of your evening, Rob. Rob, who actually got in touch with us? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, um, keep up keep up the good work. Enjoy your podcast. It's been a, it's been a pleasure to be on. Thanks, mate. Means a lot. No thank problem. you for having. Thank you for thank you for being on the show. And yeah, I'm sure we'll we'll catch you soon. So enjoy Good the rest thank of your evening, sir. And Tim, maestro, head on show, head on yeah, show. Just a massive thanks to the both of you. I really enjoyed it today. And I've got to say, I've listened to your podcast a few times today. Um, absolutely love it. So keep up the good work, guys. Thank you, mate. Thank you, mate. I really appreciate your time. And I, like I said, you've got, you got a proper a proper job, and you do this on the side, and it must be really hard to juggle. <laughs> and um, it, we know it's difficult. It, but... it is, mate. It is, because like we do, we do, you know, we do Arcade Attack for the love and stuff, <clears> and we know how, how hard it is to juggle a billion things as well as family and yeah. job. And yeah, that. it's really hard, but it's totally worth it. Good Absolutely. On you. It's working with – it all comes down to the people you work with. And you know, I'm you know, you guys that like you have a great deal of fun, and so do we. And that that's all that matters to us. As You've got a good crew. Exactly. We've got a good yeah. crew. I think you know this is why we do yeah. this thing to just keep on reliving stuff. And, you yeah, know. I mean, we 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 have a just very quickly. We have uh, I have a mission statement on on our planning thing. So anyone who's new who's joining, you know, they can look at that. And I've got kind of my my original thoughts all out there for people to read. And at the very bottom, I stole the phrase from that advertising campaign about gambling. Is when the fun stops, stop, and we, <laughs> and, we, we and we haven't stopped, and we don't intend to because it's that just is true. Fun. I think that should be our motto, yeah, as well. Yeah. Actually, yeah, it should be. <laughs> no, we're we're still having a great time as well, mate. But you know, all the best with them, Mag. We love what you've come up with so far. Very impressed. Um, thank, thank you. Yeah, we look forward to future to, to future editions. We hope our listeners, our viewers, guys, go to the site. Yeah, because. Into, I don't want to patronise you, but you know, it's quite, it's, it's an independent thing. It's quite, I don't want to sound patronising, but it's, you, you've got to support these new, you know. Yeah, come on. These, give these guys yeah. some money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, but, it really is. It's like, there's no funding. There's no corporation. It's no, just, no. you know, we're, it's just six guys in there, seven guys in their houses. Six or seven guys. We don't yeah. know yet. Yeah. You know, just doing what we can. And if people stop buying, the magazine dies, but. You know, people love it, and we just want more people to to, to discover mate. it and get involved. Yeah, mate. Good luck for the future. I think you've done a stellar job so far. Um, yeah, you, you guys keep in touch, yeah, and obviously, definitely. listeners, viewers, get on it. Enjoy the rest Thank of you. your evening, Tim. Thank you, Tim. Good Cheers. Thanks, out. guys. Bye. Bye, mate. Mate, there you go. That was quite. That was quite a lovely chat. I really but enjoyed that. That's again, 
viewers, listeners, Sega Mania, check them out. Um, Arcade Attack, why don't you subscribe? Why don't you subscribe? <laughs> we're doing more YouTube stuff now, aren't we? We're doing we we're are doing actually. more things than that. And, yeah. you know, if you prefer the audio and only stuff, we're on pretty much everything. So well, We've got a face for radio, but still. We do have faces, faces for radio, <laughs> so you know, we, can, we can blur ourselves out if you want. But uh, we hope you've enjoyed this show. But, yeah, you know, give us a subscribe. Follow us on the old Facebook, Instagram, all the links below. But, yeah, enjoy your, what does James say? Good, good morning. Good morning, good day, good Something like that. Something like that. Better than us, to be honest. See you guys later. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We really hope you enjoyed it. You can tweet us at Arcade Attack UK. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash Arcade Attack UK. Check out our website at arcadeattack.co.uk for lots more retro gaming goodness and to delve into our archives. Our podcasts are also available on Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, YouTube and Apple Podcasts. Please leave us a review and a rating, we'd really appreciate it. If you'd like to support Arcade Attack, please check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash arcadeattack, which will give you access to exclusive podcasts, interviews and other bonus content. So, until next time, take care and we'll speak to you soon.